This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, we're moving on to our first, uh, our next guest, I beg your pardon, who's on the line with us. All right, so General Secretary of the South African Medical Association Trade Union, Dr. Cedric Sithlangu, joins us again. President Saul Ramaphosa says the National Health Insurance Bill is on his desk and he's still applying his mind to it. He made his remarks during last night's State of the Nation address. The bill was passed by both Houses of Parliament last year. Now, this week, Business Unity South Africa called on Ramaphosa to send the controversial bill back to Parliament for re-evaluation and amendments. Give me a pen, Ramaphosa says. He's considering signing the NHI bill. Dr. Sishlangu, thank you very much for joining us again. I mean, what do you make of this where we don't quite know where our president stands yet? Thank you very much. Uh, we, we we want first to hand we've got a problem with the line there we'll try and get uh, him back on the line but of course during this hour we're going to be discussing the Red Cross as well and some of the disaster relief funding for KwaZulu-Natal you'll know that um, the 2022 flood response is still underway so they're wrapping that up Uh, the response has been focused on ensuring that they implement the whole cycle of disaster management and response Um, and so we'll talk a little bit more about humanitarian relief in that part of the country South Africa's water infrastructure challenges also need urgent attention. We're going to speak to Dr. Ferial Adam, who is the executive manager at Water Can. The ongoing water shortages across the country will be improved once water infrastructure upgrades are completed. Again, in the Sona speech, President Sora Ramaphosa made this promise last night. And of course, we know there's been a water crisis that has severely impacted several provinces, including KwaZulu-Natal, We will talk a little bit about the funding mechanisms that will be created for the construction of more water resources. Right now, it does look like we have Dr. Cedric Sithlangu back on the line with us. Welcome to Power Lunch, Doc. Good, Good afternoon and thank you for having us. So, you know, I just want an overview from your point of view as the South African Medical Association Trade Union of what Ramaphosa's sentiments were in his Sono address yesterday. Yeah, well, I was, I was before I got cut off. I was saying if we, if we could get close enough to the president, we'll be the first to hand him the pen uh, to send the bill into law. Uh, because um, for us, as so much we've always, uh, you know, maintained that it's high time that we've had a health system, healthcare system that is equitable and accessible to everyone, irrespective of your means. And the current state of affairs is that, and we've actually gone at length to say. The poor and the marginalized actually don't have access to, uh, you know, adequate health care. We know now that we are sitting with multiple unemployed doctors. But what that means is if these doctors were to open GP practices, those who are only on 350 grand per month will not be able to access them. But the NHI for us, it presents something unique and different where everyone will be able to get access to healthcare, whether it's in the private or whether it's in the public space, because it will be free at the point of care. 
Okay, so, um, you know, the implementation of the bill, as you say, uh, is something that you do stand for, but it will present a lot of challenges. And in fact, if the president signs the bill, you know, there, there's also going to be litigation against this. We know that there are lots of people who, who do not want this to move forward for a variety of reasons. What's your view? Look, we've always maintained, uh, remember, the, 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 the oligopolies that are benefiting from the current state of affairs, the big, uh, you know, healthcare providers, the big hospital, private hospitals that you know, uh, and also, you know, those who administer medical schemes. There's a profit that comes from administering medical schemes, even though the medical schemes themselves, as per the act, are not for profit. But we know that there are a lot of profits that come from there, a lot of high salaries that come from there. So because the bill proposes an entire new system of administration, entire new process of how things are going to be done, those who have been benefiting are largely, you know, are likely to to put up a fight, and that's expected. We, we don't have a problem with that. They will be exercising their constitutional right. But as we stand, we believe that a, a, a proper, responsible, staggered approach in implementing the bill is, is, is exactly what is required. Because you see, uh, we can have a child in a rural area who needs dire specialist health care, which you might not have in the public service. And what, what then happens is that child is going to die without accessing you know, adequate specialist care that they would need. But in the NHI, that child will be able to walk into a private hospital and be treated. And that's what we're advocating for. We talked a few days ago, Dr. Sitlango, about, uh, you know, having posts for doctors. Do you feel that the NHI will impact this? Look, we made a point that, in fact, the current state of affairs is unacceptable, that a government that wants to implement the NHI does, claims it doesn't have the funds to appoint doctors. That, to us, is a big concern. It yeah. is, in fact, very worrying that we have to entrust this government, and, and of course, when we say this government, we're talking about the government of the day, with implementing such a, 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 a very serious piece of legislation. And yet, they are the ones who tell us that they don't have money. But let me just uh, correct one thing. What Samatu advocates for is the bill as a piece of law. Which government, which political party implements it, it's a story for another day. But the design of the, of, of the, of the piece of legislation itself, the bill, it satisfies that, that if implemented properly by a responsible government, it would actually do good for the nation at large. As it stands, though, with the current government doing what it's doing in ability, inability to actually allocate funds properly and prioritize, there is a big concern for us there. So then wouldn't it be wise to wait and to see what happens post-elections? Well, we, we don't think so, because you, you have to remember how long it has taken us to get to the point where we are now with the NHI. It, 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 it's decades of, of planning, of uh, you know trial and error, seeing which model will work, of research. And we feel that we are at the time now where it's ripe for us to implement it. And we are sure, come a couple of months later, we might have a different government. But our view, like any law, law must withstand the change of government. It must exist throughout. So whether we have a different government come, couple of months later is the material the law would they would be in place because what we are advocating for is the law the piece of legislation that is any time that's what we are speaking to have a listen to this caller uh, perhaps you can interact mighty you're in northcliffe how are you doing uh let's see mighty you're good in me. northcliffe good 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 welcome you want to talk nhi yes 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 Bobby, mm. when i'm asked about universal health care mm. are you going to tell the people that when i was growing up in soweto i went to a clinic and I would find everything that would primary health care. Mm. And I'll go to Paraguay, and it will have everything that I needed. 
and we had a John St. John's hospital that was working. Yes. And that to me is what we need. You know, this notion that says that because they've collapsed the uh, uh, public health system, now they can get, uh, uh, they go to the private sector. The private sector is going to also to collapse. And we are, the whole system, you know, we're going for the lowest common denominator here. And everybody that is uh, pumping up the NHI is just saying, no, no, it's unfair, it's inequitable. No, it's not. We must hold this government to account, and they must, you know, we've got to have this hospital in the state. They, they found them in 1994. When we went, to, some of us were born in Paraguana, and when we go there today, you don't know whether you're going to come out alive. And for me to come out alive, then I must go to a private hospital. That's wrong. It cannot be NHI. NHI, for me, we must talk about the concept of universal health care, whereby every hospital must be functional. Yes. And all these people that are going, like the, including the current person who you, you, are, you, are, you are guest here, sure. all that are telling us that no, universal it means that uh, if you don't get it in the public, you must go to a private. That cannot be correct. Thank you very much, when, 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 when I go to a clinic in Soweto, hey. same as I grew up, that clinic must be well equipped with nurses and their doctor. Yeah, and when I, think, I go to Paraguay, yeah, yeah. yes. It That's must be the need. same. That's, That's exactly what we need. Thank you, Mighty. Absolutely. Dr. Sitlango? Yes, absolutely. I think I think the caller is, is speaking the same language which we're speaking. Hence, you'd have seen the last couple of weeks we're making a lot of noise about unemployed healthcare professionals, yes. nurses. The clinics don't have nurses. The, the hospitals and clinics don't have doctors. And so, you know, the, the problems are, are you know, are, are innumerable. There are a lot. However, what we, what we need to emphasize, and, and we need to be understood very carefully, we are not advocating for the current government that's in power to administer the NHI or any other government for, the, for, for that matter. What we are talking about are the principles espoused in the NHI, which we agree to wholeheartedly. Now, whether or not the current government is feeling that's for politics to, 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 to take shape. And we are saying, we agree that indeed there are serious failures and we've expressed it time and again that hospitals have deteriorated post, uh, you know, 10, 20 years, post, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, democracy, 30 years now. Things have gotten worse and we agree with that notion. doesn't mean that we're speaking in favor of the current government. Okay. What Understood. we are saying is the piece of legislation that is being introduced presents with it key aspects that for us, they espouse the notion of universality, equitable health care for everyone, and that we, are, we, we, we want to support. And that's a WHO uh, phenomenon. It, yes. It's a worldwide phenomenon where everyone agrees universal health care is the way to go. Yeah, and I actually don't think there are many people who don't believe that. Of course, apart from those who benefit financially from having these um, oligarchies, as you call them. Thank you very much. We're going to leave it there, Dr. Cedric Sikhlango. And again, we'll speak very soon when next there are issues that um, the General Secretary of the South African Medical Association Trade Union will join us for. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.